okay, stop the intro for a minute. So when I first started doing this podcast, I uh, put together an arguably naive list of people who I would love to have come on who would most likely never come on, uh, being too important and too busy to do so. Uh, I'll save myself from embarrassment and not go through that whole list right now, but suffice it to say, I can cross one entry off that list. So I'm skipping the previously announced cast this time in order to bring you a conversation with one of my favorite bands, Bukengase. Okay, go ahead with the intro music. So you may have heard them on a Radio Lab podcast. Uh, they've been on a couple, and that's where I found out about them. I've been hooked since then. Um, just a quick bit of explanation. The name Buke and Gase refer to the instruments that they play, the band plays. The Buke being a baritone ukulele that Aaron plays, Aaron with an E. And the Gase is a self-made guitar-bass hybrid that Aaron without an E plays. Uh, they were gracious enough to take some time after their show in Boise uh, to talk to me. And they were in mid-after-show merrymaking when we recorded, so you'll get to hear some of their other compatriots in the background uh, and the foreground sometimes, but uh, I hope that won't detract too much. Anyway, I've wasted enough time already, so let's get into it. Okay, so... We're recording now, so um, let me get my um, geeking out of the way first. I uh, really, really love your guys' stuff. Sure. I've really yeah. been enjoying Function Falls a lot. I, uh, cool. It's um, it's really nice that you guys are trying, it seems like something new, but not completely different. Like I still feel that connection to your other work, but it's nice to get kind of that a little more of a different sound out of it. I really enjoy it so far. Oh, thanks. Cool. So, um, for the uninitiated, could you give us like a brief description of what kind of sound you try to try to come up with? Or We try to come up with the biggest sound possible, given the fact that we're just two people and we aren't using any backup tracks or pedals, like, as far as rhythm is concerned. Um, yeah, so. We're also trying to fill up the, the, the whole entire frequency range. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, not all the time, but 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 we we're trying to have the capability to, you know, have all of the elements there. Right. Percussion, you know, yeah. even though it's minimal percussion. But yeah. Um, we had, you know, we wanted to. When there is percussion, it's big. <laughs> it's like a big element, you know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've explained it to people when I'm trying to get them to listen to it. It's kind of like, um, I tell them it's kind of like wasabi peas. Like, at first, like, you know, some, it might be different or something really, I might have a strong reaction to it. And at first it might be kind of like, oh, I don't know. But after a while you just start craving it. And yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's just the only thing that really satisfies. So. Like that. It's like wasabi peas. Wasabi peas. 
<laughs> it's also kind of like a lot, you know, you know those um, fiery hot Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I don't want to eat those. I know, but I know, but Aaron, you haven't tried <laughs> them. That's yeah. the thing. You might not like it. You might not like the Cheetos, idea of fiery hot Cheetos and like the nastiness that Cheetos could possibly be. But once you eat a fiery hot Cheetos, you will find yourself craving the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm telling you, okay. I don't like Cheetos, right, and I yeah, tried it, yeah, and I, I was exactly. like amazed as to how much like I wanted to have another. <laughs> I'm gonna agree and with you on that one. Yeah, they're that, they're great. <laughs> so, um, how did you two end up making music together? Uh, uh we met. Um, I don't know. We met in 2000. Ten, ten years, yeah, over more ten than years ten ago. years ago. Mm -hmm. 2000 and. And we, we were introduced because we had the same name. Right. And then and then we figured out that we played music and then we started playing music. Okay. <laughs> and then we had a band for a while. Yeah. And the band broke up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, the band broke up, yeah. And, and then, then I had another band. And he had another band and I was doing stuff. other stuff. And then and then at and the same time copy everything I'm gonna say. And then yeah. <laughs> And at the same time, time, we contacted, you contacted me, and I wrote back. And you did write back. I wrote back, <laughs> and when we ended up, then we played again. Mm -hmm. And that was five years and ago. And that was like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really And now we're in Idaho. Now we're in Idaho. What the hell? <laughs> That's like the reverse success story. You go from Brooklyn all the way to Boise. Yeah, yeah. Usually you try to go the... But the other okay. way, no, okay. no, everyone wants to leave Brooklyn now. Yeah, it's, it. it's over. Over. <laughs> so, were you guys making the same kind of music before you got together, or similar kind of music, or? No, it was different because we were. It was a four-piece band. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was four-piece. It was kind of noisy stuff. I yeah, it was basically the same. It was kind of the same. <laughs> it was kind of the same, but it was four people instead of two. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, so well, we also had another project. We were doing like electronic. Oh yeah, yes, that's true. That's electronic. true. We just a, a duo, electronic thing. We never played out. Yeah, yeah. We we never, re recordings. never released anything. Yeah, about that though. Yeah, but it's really dated now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean, it's really easy to you know kind of focus on the instrumentation. Like that's obviously a big piece of your music. But I've also read um, saying that it really isn't about building the instruments as like a gimmick, but it's really kind of just to fulfill a need for your music. Is that something you can expand on a little more? Um, yeah, I mean, it, because we are two people mm -hmm. and we want to keep it as two people, mm -hmm. um, but we want to be able to play everything you know that to the we're, fullest we want to be able to play we want to play we want to create manually the sounds that we're doing right. i mean it's not unheard of that we're you know might in the future use more electronics or other stuff yeah i mean i'm definitely into that but at this point we're just kind of exploring how to you know play these weird guitars yeah you know, and have them do everything that we want them to do. So, in order to do that, we have to kind of make them. We have to enhance. Or, we have to enhance or, the instruments. Or modify basically. them to, you know, make them. 
right. create the noise that we want. Right. So in my case, it's like I, I want to be able to do the low end. I want to be also be really bright and sparkly and do high notes or whatever. Yeah, but essentially like what you've done with your instrument is you've made it possible to be both a rhythm guitarist or a lead guitarist at some point and as well as the bassist yeah. at the same time with your one instrument. So, yeah. But of course, it doesn't come off as like a rhythm guitarist and a bassist. It comes off as something completely different just because how we use the instruments, right. how the instruments are dictates like how we actually write with them. And so the parts that we're writing are not, yeah. not necessarily traditional guitar lines, you know? Yeah. At least that's what I'm trying to get up here. Yeah, and I definitely get the impression that it seems like the handcrafting things is really kind of part of your you know, silk screening the t-shirts or um, like the, uh, the plus minus album it's also kind of out of wanting to have complete control over what something looks like uh -huh. and being cheap yeah I mean we're <laughs> it's, it's economically you know it's it's nice. I, I like being. I like not spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. and, and I think um, you know it's it's. I like being resourceful and and what that does also how it dictates the end result. I think is a good thing as well. And it goes for like everything that we do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was about to just say I'm the queen of rocking what I got. <laughs> 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 so, like, yeah. Just no, like yeah, instruments. Yeah. I mean, the way that we modify, like the the tambourine. I mean, it's a freaking toe page, and you know, some tambourines and some screws, and like I don't know. I'm sure I bought something, but I didn't want to. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned your writing process um, a little bit. Uh, and I've also read that you don't really sit down and say, you know, here's a handful of cool notes that we could play, and it's a little more improvisational. Yeah. Is that something you can talk about? You know. Yeah, yeah it's it's basically that's how we write. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we, we get together. We, and we, we get together. We just memorize and record yeah. it all, and then we weed through our recordings and pick out stuff that we like and put it together and yeah. go from there. So I mean, you know, sometimes it's. You know, very little remains from the improv, uh -huh. and then some, it's just the whole the song is just the improv. Like we yeah. just learn it for note. Uh, depends on what it is. Yeah, that's our process. <laughs> and do you do the lyrics the same way, or is that just really the the music? Say it again. I'm sorry. Do you do do you write the lyrics the same way, or it depends? Else? Yeah, it varies. Oh, it cool. varies. Like sometimes I I write um. A journal or whatever I write messy stuff and sometimes I'll use that when we're revising I'll like read from it basically yeah. or sing from it or other times I'm just babbling nonsense and so when we go through it and start it sounds it, it's, like something it starts to sound like something and then that like yeah then I start to write from that so there are some that are contrived lyrics mm -hmm. and some that are completely natural and Whatever they were. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So shifting gears a little bit to actually recording, um, it seems like, especially today, it's really easy for someone to just go up and pick up uh, one or two pieces of equipment and be ready to record. You know, just get your uh, your MacBook with your Garage Band and whatever adapter you need to plug in. But at the same time, there's so much. You know, there's so many walkthroughs and guides and. Um, so much you can do with desktop software that it's kind of like it's really easy there's no um, barrier to entry into recording but at the same time uh, you could get really deep into musical theory or uh, instructional guide is there like a happy medium for someone who's just starting to record that you would kind of point them to the programs that they could use well yeah like um would you just say if someone's interested, just mess around with GarageBand or something like that, or would you advise them more to study up to kind of see just what? General. Yeah, just in uh, general. Well, I mean, you need a, a few pieces of equipment, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, what do you mean by happy media? I guess I, I don't understand the point yeah. of the yeah. question. So like. <laughs> Someone like me, who I, I just kind of play. You know, I don't really write music per se, but I just kind of get in with whatever software and just kind of mess around and experiment. But then there's other people who might want to start recording, and so they take the time to do a whole bunch of research into how to use the program or what program's better than another one, or you know, analyzing like chord progression or what have you. It's, something you advise more to just kind of explore? Well, I mean, there's nothing, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with GarageBand. It works just fine. Like, if somebody's exploring, but if, but, like, I don't know. Well, it depends on what kind of music you're, you want to do. If it's all electronic, then there's, you know, mm-hmm. milligrams that'll do, like, whatever you want to do. Right. But if you want to record, like, acoustic instruments or, you know, like, drums or, you know, like, cars, you know, then you got to get into a lot of experimentation. You can read a lot of information, but there's a lot of uh, trial and error you have to do in order to get the sound that you want or a good sound. You know. Like maybe that. Like you, you need some mics. You need a recorder. You need a good instrument. You need a good sounding room. Maybe you know, those factors that go into that. It just takes practice. Or you could be like Sebado and you just take a cassette. Like four track, and then you just make it sound however it's gonna sound. You know? yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, what about uh, getting your music out in front of people? I mean, when you were first getting started, was it more just playing gigs and handing out copies of your CD, or did you guys kind of rely on internet group or? Facebook or something like that, or what did we do? I remember we were playing out. I think we just started getting shows, mm-hmm. you know, just playing around. Yeah, so live gigs are probably better for someone who's starting out. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. Okay. Do you I mean again? It depends on what you're doing. What yeah. kind of music? Do you guys really get in with the social media now, or? <laughs> That's. Funny. We're trying to. Yeah, we're yeah. really practicing very, very hard and still sucking at it. <laughs> Especially Twitter. Especially yeah. Twitter. 
This Twitter. is so bad. Ugh. I want to get a phone and do the Instagram stuff, though. That's <laughs> fun. You just take a picture of stuff and you put it somewhere. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I wanna... You guys are pretty good at Skype. Well, we're doing really good at Skype now, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with Facebook, especially. I don't know. I... Oh, a lot of people talk about it as like it's some silver bullet, but it's uh it's a lot harder than you think getting yeah. that in front of people it's true learning that the hard way so when you announced the uh the your current tour your email had notices on some of the cities saying you know we're also looking for a couch yeah so i'm curious how often have you actually ended up on somebody's couch Oh, pretty quite often. Yeah, quite yeah. often. <laughs> Most of the time. In the hotel, we've stayed in two hotels <laughs> so far this tour. Yeah. And I think we're pretty set up for the rest of the. We tour. also know a lot of people along the way. I don't mm -hmm. think we've we. We've been well. One Facebook person. Two. Maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe two. Some emailers. A lot of the major cities. No friends people. of friends who heard that we needed a place. Yeah. Does that just struck me as like that could be intensely awkward but have you had any sort of bad bad times with that or no no good yeah, really great we've been very well taken care of by people who really appreciate what we do and that's that's really awesome <laughs> yeah yeah is, uh, is that a strategy you might suggest to somebody who's maybe thinking of going out on the road for the first time or do you need to kind of build up a base before you and, you know, people need to know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be a little difficult to just, like, if you're doing your first tour. But at the same time, like, how did people start doing tours? Like, I don't know. I guess they go to hotels. But I feel like smaller tours, and if you're just starting out, you go to places where you know people because you want to play them. Sure, I think, it, I think it's a great tactic because I'm, I'm sure there's someone that you know. Yeah. It's a friend of a friend yeah. somewhere in you know Arizona or something. Yeah, how and, else are you? And, and maybe they they connect to you through Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And how else are you setting up the shows? You know, it's not like if you knew you have some setting yeah. up shows for you and getting your hotel rooms right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm sure this is probably more complex than just a straight answer, but so setting up a tour like that. How do you approach a venue, or how do you even select a venue? If it's someplace you've never been before, you just kind of search for live venues and then approach them, or you kind of have a target in mind, kind of build your. I mean, the last time we've done that, that was that was, that was, uh, in <laughs> that was like in yeah, yeah it, was it was almost ten years ago. It was yeah, the last time we booked our own tour. Oh, yeah. I don't. I didn't even. And back then, it was just calling venues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally, like getting on the phone. Huh. Um, yeah. Now it's a lot easier, I'm sure. You just send out a bunch of emails. But oh yeah, true. <laughs> not that there wasn't email back then, but no, but there, there wasn't. wasn't the same type of infrastructure as there is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just look for all the the venues that kind of support like-minded bands, you know. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Hmm. So what advice can you give about like um, getting set up with iTunes or I guess Bandcamp or Zoom? 
Bandcamp is the easiest to set up, and I think that it's probably the most profitable for for mm -hmm. artists. It's because the money goes directly to the artist. Yeah, um, yeah. iTunes, you kind of need like a label yeah, or some kind of situation. I guess Baby, what's it called? CD Baby. Yeah. They hook you up with iTunes. There's 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 different like ways to get into iTunes, but yeah. I don't like iTunes really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the most reluctant thing. People are like, yeah, I don't like it, but that's where all my music is. <laughs> right. Well, and I also like that Bandcamp lets you pay a little extra if you want to. If you want to. Yeah. It is really cool. Yeah. And the quality options, too. You can get a not a good quality if you want to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... um. <laughs> Really, my last question is, uh, you know, maybe, maybe when you're first getting started, or maybe even still, when you kind of struggling to get motivated, or you kind of hit a block creatively, what's one thing you tell yourself to try to get past that? Well, you're asking specifically when you're getting started. Like what kind of block? <laughs> well, you know, it could be it could be either when you were first getting started, uh, maybe you had, I don't know, not immediate success, and you needed to find some motivation to keep pushing on, or maybe it's now when you're never, blocked. Just never mind the non-immediate success. Just do what you're doing, oh. and I don't know. Like, yeah, or just keep experimenting. I mean, yeah. If something's not working, yeah. it's just like all about try a different... Try, try again? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, we... We're, yeah. We tried many different times. We tried the first thing, the electronic thing, that didn't work. And then we tried the band, that kind of worked, but then it didn't work at all. And then we tried not doing anything, and that didn't work. And then... Oh, that worked fine. <laughs> Okay. Jerk. Anyways. I mean, we were doing other things and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would say experimentation. If you're if you're stuck, you know. Okay. Cool. Well, I know you guys. Uh, are probably tired from uh, your show, so we can keep it pretty short. But I really appreciate you taking the time to talk. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so yeah, um, I'll just uh, say one more time: I'm overwhelmed and honored that, uh, that they took some time out to talk to someone like me. Um, anyway, so at the time that this podcast will go up, uh, Aaron and Aaron are still out on tour. They'll play uh, Austin on October fifth. Dallas the 6th, uh, with stops in Atlanta, North Carolina, D.C., Philadelphia, and New York following shortly thereafter, and some more dates already planned after that, but uh, I, for one, will be in attendance for the Dallas show. Um, go to buchengase.com, B-U-K-E-A-N-D-G-A-S-E.com for more info on tour dates, and while you're there, listen to some tracks and all that good stuff. I'll leave you with the track Misshaping Introduction off the Function Falls EP. Uh, this one in particular is what I had in mind when I was talking about their sound evolving. Really kind of nailed home their point about using the whole 
spectrum of frequency when they were recording. Um, there isn't a bad song on that EP. Plus you can have it for $4 from Bandcamp if you want. Plus there's a Blue Monday cover on there that's amazing, but anyway, I'll shut up now and uh, just let you listen. Later. <laughs>